Hey everyone, this is Michael Drain from the Unpopular Culture Podcast. You are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Soren with the Magic Our Way Podcast. My name is Mr. Mononymous and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with the rest of your flight crew. First we have your pilot and co-pilots, Kevin and Danny. These artistic buffs will launch you from New Orleans to soar over all things Disney. Your entertainment director is Ivory Comics proprietor Eli. Be sure to check your in-flight magazine for a sneak peek at his comic, Project Geisha. Nice work, pal. Soon you'll be airborne. If you or your little aviators would like to reach the flight crew at any time, be sure to check out magicourway.com, where you can find links to Facebook, Twitter, email, or send in a voicemail. And, of course, you can book your next Soren flight with your platinum-level earmarked travel agent, Lee Lastavica, from Magical Moments Vacations. Remember, you've got a friend in Lee. Okay, let's review. Kevin, Danny, Eli Lee, Artistic Buffs, Disney stuff. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Chombo, everyone. Rambe. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way Podcast. Ah, uh, Sante Sana, everyone! You're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are Artistic Buffs, talking about dizzy stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRWay.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. With us today, we have the following individuals. First off, this guy right here. Excelsior! You know, 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 you know. I have the power! You know the story's all about the glory. It is our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? I'm doing really good. I keep wanting to just do Fat Albert all the time when you do the entertainment. <laughs> I just want to be like, hey, 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 looks like we got another show today. <laughs> we got another show today. <laughs> Kevin's going to tell you a thing or two. <laughs> going to make an instrument out of a radiator magic our way with Lee and all the gang. <laughs> <laughs> Learning from each other. While we do our thing, hey, hey, hey. Nah, 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 nah. Gonna, gonna have, have a good, good time. time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Gonna have a good time. <laughs> Magic Are We Podcast. <laughs> awesome. And the guy whose beard is as big as Fat Albert's belly, it's this guy right here. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Hey, must be the money. <laughs> Show me the money! It's mosquito killing date night at Denny's Benja over the chair, Lee Lee Top, Mr. Lee Lastavica of Magical Moments Vacations. How you doing, Lee? Oh, good and fat. I don't know about Fat Albert level, but you know, I'm working on it. You're so. working on getting fatter, <laughs> is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what would you say, like Peter Griffin level? What is your level of cartoon fatness? Can you see your? I would say Homer Simpson. Homer, Homer Simpson? Simpson. Okay. Homer oh. Simpson's not as big as, as Fat Albert or Peter Griffin. He's that's true. He's, he's no, got no, he's no. got he's got beer belly actually. Yeah, and I got burger belly, so you know we're even. <laughs> More like burrito belly, but <laughs> taco belly. Taco belly. Taco belly. <laughs> Run for the border, Lee. <laughs> total side note, but did you see they now have a, hot, a Taco Bell hotel? I, I've seen that circling around social media. Yes, I have not. What seen is it made of? Oh, great I don't meat. know, but all I know is like each room has four toilets. So, <laughs> <laughs> do they have like different room settings? Like is one seventy nine, one's eighty nine, one ninety nine? The honeymoon suite is the fire suite. <laughs> yes, the family suites are the mild suites. Box. You in the family at, in the Gordita suite? The Gordita suite. <laughs> the crunchy taco. <laughs> the Rita Gordita. Malt. I want the Mexi Melt package, please. <laughs> Come on, go jump in the pool. Ain't nothing but cheese in there. Won't hurt you. It's all right. Dairy. Your wife reported a complaint. You went from hard taco to soft taco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I did not know that was a real thing. <laughs> Speaking of things that might be coming, uh, we're going to talk about things that uh, wow. were supposed to come. And uh, Danny's put together the show. Danny, you want to give him a quick synopsis of what you're about to talk about today? Yeah, I'm going to try not to give you any sour creams. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the unbuilt mountains of Walt Disney World. Now, granted, we don't know every concept that Disney has proposed, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus in on five in particular. Cinco. Five <laughs> unbuilt mountains of Walt Disney World. Five mountains that we could have gotten. Five, five mountains. Five. One, two, three, four. Five, five mountains. I plead the five fifths. We all know and love yes. Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain and Expedition Everest and Splash and all those great mountains. But what could we have gotten? What could we have gotten? That we never did. And that is exactly what we're going to explore on today's show. Guys, so weekends, ladies and gentlemen, enough of our jibber-jabber. Let's go discuss what could have been. All right, so the first two mountains we're going to discuss all come from the closure of one of the Magic Kingdom's most beloved attractions, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm. Otherwise known on this show as the attraction Kevin liked to pitch quarters into while he was riding above. Such a big target. Such yeah. a big target. <laughs> yeah. Other people liked it for different reasons, but. So don't ask Concussion Alley. <laughs> some people. You know, whenever I ride 20,000 Leagues, I'd see a quarter in there and it's like, that could have been mine. <laughs> and I'm glad to know where it ended up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So with the closure of 20,000 Leagues under the sea, Disney began working on attractions to help replace it. So this is where we're going to get our first two mountains. Hmm. The Imagineers came up with several new concepts, but two stood out above the rest. One was Bald Mountain. The other was Fire Mountain. Bald Disney World? Bald Disney World, Fire Well, (laughs) male pattern baldness being a thing and all that. (laughs) So... As the story goes, Michael Eisner loved both ideas so much that he decided to go ahead and build them both. Ah. And since Fire Mountain, which was going to be a gigantic volcano, better fit the theming of Adventureland, they decided that they'd go ahead and build Bald Mountain in the old 20,000 League spot and move Fire Mountain 
to Adventureland to be built somewhere between the Pirates of the Caribbean and Jungle Cruise attraction. So Bald Mountain, it's in, it would be between Tomorrowland, Fantasyland. It would be in the current spot that you would see New Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say if it was like partly in Tomorrowland, that'd be like a, a what like fit that theme for like being that's what could happen to you in the future. I don't think we're close to Tomorrowland though. But we're not. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. So it's definitely Fantasyland, which means those guys are wishing for hair. Bald Mountain. If only I could have hair, Bald Mountain. Frollo had that male pattern baldness. He did. He did. He did. did. And and, you know, I could see why that would make him evil. Mm. Um, That happens. Uh, So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) let's start with Bald Mountain. So this was going to be the attraction that took the place of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea when everything was all said and done and decided. So obviously Bald Mountain takes its name from Night on Bald Mountain, which is that segment of uh, Fantasia with the uh, winged demon Chernobog. Chernobog. Yes. Yes. Big scary dude. You want to give give the audience a uh, a, a little clip? of A little clip of the Bald Mountain? Yeah. Yeah. Now that's ball music right there. Yeah. Yeah, right that's the music for ball people to rock to. There we go. Here it comes. It's gonna hit that crochet. Why don't you leave it running in the background? Yeah. We can just kind of turn down a little bit. So this is obviously the music that you heard when you watched that segment from Bald Mountain. It's really it's 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 pretty it's good music. It's pretty powerful. Who, who yeah. did that, Kevin? Uh hold on. <laughs> Somebody with hair. I want to say Mazorski, but it's not. Wait, wait. It's not Mazorski. Okay. I could be wrong. Hold on. Oh, you know, all this is getting left in because now you're playing music in the background. Oh yeah, it's Mazorski. I was right. I was right. It's Mazorski. Good, good for you. Yeah, it was Mazorski. Yes. All right. So the theming of Bald Mountain guests would board a ride vehicle modeled after Hades River Styx boats from the 1997 film uh, Hercules. If you remember that. Hades would go back and forth uh, from the underworld. That's mm-hmm. what the boats that he used to ride in the river sticks. Mm-hmm. So you would board that boat. And unwittingly, your boat would stumble upon a secret meaning of Disney's most iconic villains. We're talking about Maleficent, Evil Queen, Jafar, Ursula, all those guys getting together, plotting a takeover of the Magic Kingdom and debating which one of them was evil enough to lead it. Hmm. Ooh, and that's uh, also how it kind of got its second name, which it was also known for a spell as Villains Mountain. Other oh, goes came with Bad Mountain. I thought it's Bad Mountain, Bad Guy Mountain, Bad Bald Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> why, does it, why does it sound like it would have been freaking awesome? Because it would have been it freaking been. awesome. Jesus. So what we're looking at here would have actually been Splash Mountain with mm-hmm. bad guys. Okay, in my opinion. Once discovered, now it's a race to escape the villains who are chasing you further and further up the mountain, trying to stop you from revealing their evil plans. Mm. The rise would culminate to the tip top of the mountain where you would have an encounter with a gigantic animatronic Chernabog who would unveil wow. himself at the top of the mountain and guess would escape to safety by plummeting down a waterfall off the side of the mountain and splashing to safety. Oh, oh that would have been awesome. That's How crazy. cool does that sound? That, that does sound, sound cool. Very cool. And terrifying. It sounds like sounds like we're setting ourselves up for Disco Chernabog eventually. <laughs> 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 but I'll go with it. Chernabog in B mode, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, so what happened here? Unfortunately, Bald Mountain, uh, it never really kind of made it past the uh, concept phase mm-hmm. of designing. It never really got even close oh, to man. being something that we could say. We got, we got great concept art. The concept art is amazing. 
But uh, unfortunately, more than likely, what it was was 9 11. Mm. 9-11 really, and this is gonna be something you're gonna see running into Fire Mountain as well. 9-11 really re- led to a downturn in the tourism industry. I've commented on this as uh, many times. I had a trip booked in 2002, January of 2002, right after 9-11, and Magic Kingdom was a ghost town. Mm. Uh, It it was so bad that we would stand in line and take pictures with characters, and characters would chase us down. (laughs) (laughs) Come here, we'll take a picture with you. (laughs) Yes, that actually happened. Robin Hood and Friar Tuck chased us down to take a picture with us. Oh, wow, that's awesome, actually. That actually happened. The good news is, Elements of the Bald Mountain storyline where the villains are taking over the Magic Kingdom can be seen to this day in the Magic Kingdom Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So that was the very first mountain that we could have had. So your excitement level for that on a scale of one to five, what? Uh, Let's see. Eight. Eight. I'll, I'll dig that whole concept art. Um, but you're right. Yeah, maybe like it is Splash Mountain. This is maybe they could explore a different mm-hmm. uh, ride system. You know, maybe something akin to like um, I know you can't do the Kuka Arm thing, but maybe something like that, or like the, one of the motion rides from Dynamic Attractions. Mm-hmm. Maybe could enhance that even more so now. Possibility. Something different. Yeah. Yeah. Do I, I? I don't know what the Kuka ride is, but I take your word for that. <laughs> well, that's um, the ride system where like you're basically the Kuka robotic arm is on a track. And then the ride vehicle is actually on the end of the arm. So if you're anything familiar with, you know, the Kuka arms are the ones that make the cars. Harry Potter. Harry, you know, they, they, they're like, they rotate 360 degrees. They have a precise positioning capabilities. Like they go and yeah, they, they stop. Can do, they can go, they, yes, they okay. can do whatever they want. Okay. And that's what the ride system for Harry Potter. So that, that's, that's what Kuka arm is. Oh, because I was about to say, I, I sprayed a Kuka arm with some raid once, but I didn't know <laughs> that's what it was in the terms of a theme park. As far as like what you said about yeah, I would I would give that like a four point five. It's a good idea for an attraction to have a villains led attraction where yeah, no, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely love the concept. The concept is golden. And as far as as far as it being a, a splash mountain type ride, <clears throat> I mean even they kept splash mountain. There's nothing wrong with having two rides where you get to cool off. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, especially down there for sure. But I would have liked to see the turtle bog with the wings. Like you said, that, was like, I that agree. would be awesome. So, so check it out, Lee. Look, not Lee, Eli. Ah. Uh, just to let you know, and listeners, I might post this pic or a link to this picture, but there's a, I don't know if that's concept art, but that's just a little that, something. That's exactly it. In fact, I have it right here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right he's got there. it up there too. And that, listeners, we'll put that okay. in the show notes for you. To check because out. as cool as it would be to get to the top of the mountain and there on the top of the mountain in the exterior of the mountain is obviously putting a big animatronic in the rain yes. <laughs> like that would not work. So yeah, Chernobog, your encounter with Chernobog would occur inside the mountain itself. But you, could yes. put, uh, you could put some sort of like, Cabin, I'm talking like I would imagine here, but like yeah, well, we're maybe, artistic creative, so go for it. Yeah, if they'd have made maybe an, another exterior to surround a Chernobog animatronic, so it, like you say, doesn't short out in the middle uh-huh. of the rain or something, and then boom, you hit the drop right when he like spreads his wings or something. Yeah, like that. similar to Jurassic Park over at Universal, yeah. where you, you drop down just as the T Rex yeah. is coming right at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And, and go along with that, I, you know, my mind's going. You could totally disguise the fact that you're going inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when Trinobot comes up, flames go up. What comes with flames? Smoke, mm-hmm. clouds, thunder, lightning. So it, as you enter, you slowly start to get into this world where it seems like the daytime is turning into night because mm-hmm. you're approaching Trinobog. Before you know it, you're inside, but you don't know you're inside because you're just surrounded by dark 
clouds, yeah. and then he spreads his wing and you shoot down. And you're good. Oh, ooh, okay. Ooh. So you give give the impression that yes. you have, you're ah. still outside, but you're surrounded by Chernobog's, I guess, evil cloudness. Yes, ah, fire it's obvious. Stuff. Yes, it's cloudness. When in fact, if you know, if the emergency lights were to go on because the ride went one on one or whatever, you'd see that you're actually inside a show building. But right. you, but you can't tell because, because the transition. Yes, you're enveloped in, by the clouds the and stuff. Yeah, yeah so and the I think they could have totally uh, hid the fact that and and still keep the animatronic inside. The cloudness. Yes, I like the that. cloudness. I like that y'all are excited by this. I, yeah. I, I, I thought that would have been pretty cool. Any, been, any thoughts on this, Lee? I mean, I could see where they wouldn't want to have two Splash Mountains, but, you know, it, they can do something to make it unique. And uh, I just, I think it, my, my take's going to be at the end of the show is like, hopefully these are still possibilities of being made in the future. Um, so, but I mean, the, just anything with that Chernobog is going to be awesome, no matter what. <laughs> you know that that's going to be top of the list. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that and that's something that it's funny because it's not like Fantasia is a very popular cartoon with kids these days. But I guarantee you, if they see that, they're going to be intrigued. Yeah, and they're going to yeah, they're going to want to check that out. So they may they may not even know anything about Fantasia, but they're going to enjoy you know that kind of ride. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is that they they also said that the, you know, since Fantasia, what was it, two thousand? Yeah, didn't do so well. Yeah, that was another did, yeah. reason why that this didn't kind of make it off the ground. But you know, it's funny about the thing. I don't know if I'm excited about it because rumors. it's like uh, villains, or if I'm starved for villain action in the park. There was serious consideration that they were going to be doing a villains land. Right. So, in other words, instead of getting that whole new fantasy land area we'd have there, we would get a new villains land. Right, mm-hmm. and that to me would have taken this from like a four to a ten. <laughs> Easy, just but then we wouldn't be able to have after parties that we get to pay extra money to go to. Oh damn it, you're right. Oh, yeah. no, they'd have figured something out. Marketing <laughs> would have figured something out because that that ride too. That's a good. That's a good date ride too. Like you got your girl, she probably liked the village, and it's all scary. She'd be like. Hold on, babe. I'll hold you while you we know, fight her. Don't worry, girl. I'm right here. I can't. Don't I can't worry. look. I can't walk. Look, don't hold, worry about this cloud. I got you. I got you. Hold me. Get ready for the drop, girl. Oh, my heart. My I soul. got you. Don't oh. worry about it. Oh. Hold tight. Oh. All right. Oh. There you go. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. Football. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know it. You do the end scene part because I would not know when to interrupt. <laughs> Me neither. You know what? I should not interrupt. I, well, no, you set the ambiance. You're setting the. No, man. Y'all are setting the ambiance. I'm giving y'all details. Yeah, y'all setting the mood right there. Good for y'all. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Let your freak flag fly. <laughs> it's that time of the month. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. So y'all ready to move on to the yes. second it's like, oh. mountain that we did not get? Yeah. All right. This is the Fire Mountain thing? This is Fire Mountain. Ah, okay, cool. So whereas Bald Mountain never made it off the concept stage, Mm -hmm. Fire Mountain got far enough along to where it was part of Michael Eisner's plan to compete with Universal Studios when they launched Islands of Adventure. Ah. Basically, what it came down to was if Islands of Adventure was a success, Michael Eisner had this plan that he was going to add four new e-ticket attractions to Walt Disney World, one per park. Ah, Fire Mountain was felt to blend in more appropriately with the theme of Adventureland and the volcanoes of the Pacific Rim. Like its predecessor, Fire Mountain found its, uh, its roots in the world of uh, Jules Verne. In replacing 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the Imagineers, because remember, they're still thinking they're going to put it over where 20,000 Leagues was. They're deciding they're going to go ahead and keep Verne's 
spirit alive in the attraction. So their concept was to create the island of Volcania, which, if you watch 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, was Captain Nemo's kind of base of operations. Volcania was going to be built as like a subland within Adventureland. Land in the land kind land of thing. Land in the land kind of thing. Okay. So towering over Volcania would be a giant smoldering volcano that you could pretty much see from anywhere in and around Adventureland. It was supposed to serve as like a weenie, kind of drawing you in to that park closer. Mm-hmm. And Fire Mountain was going to be so huge that Disney was going to have to build it outside the berm. So you'd have to kind of go and do a route alteration, kind of similar to what Disneyland did with the, uh, for Indiana Jones. Mm, okay. What Fire Mountain was going to be was a roller coaster that took gas through an active volcano erupting where you would have like lava geysers and these like magma uh, waterfalls. And then midway through the journey, as you're going through this roller coaster, kind of like the bottom just kind of drops out and it becomes an inverted coaster. So now you're hanging Whoa. as opposed to riding. You're hanging and you're swooping in and out of this volcano erupting in and around you. And, it, you know, it's kind of like to give the guests like a more up close experience uh, to make a piss being on dangled yourself. above bubbling lava. It's, yeah. it's kind of intense yeah oh and then gosh. supposedly the track would switch back before you got to the end of the attraction um so that was what fire mountain was gonna was supposed to be like batman the batman ride like that you hang it like that like you're talking about the like the six, flag like the six flags one yeah no because like originally it was gonna be like it was gonna be you're sitting there bottom drops out you're you're, you're gliding and you're dangling but then it came to that's too much to have to design a ride system where you have to switch tracks in mm-hmm. mid-ride. So what we're going to do is we're just going to dangle them from the start. And they're lying flat. And you're swooping over these areas. Kind of similar to SeaWorld's Mana Coaster. You know that? Yeah. Where you're kind of lying flat mm-hmm. and you're kind of dangling above hand. Yeah. That's, that's what it ended up being as time went on. As okay. budget concerns and everything kind of got right. to take a, a effect. Yeah, so Eli, if you picture Take Batman and that's a have in your head. And then imagine the ride system leaning your chair forward to where you're facing the ground before you take off. Yeah, that's a better way. That's to play that's it. the the Manta ride system. Basically. Oh hell no! Okay, <laughs> which is basically how they let when Manta they load you in sitting up and then they well, before they take off it lowers you, and then you're off to the races. You're off to be so it's like so then poop like you would like just take off while you're kind of. On a slant like that, hanging. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yes, yes. I'm saying yes. Oh, that man. that's what it became. Now that wasn't the original design of it. The original right. design was it would switch midway through. Right. But that's when they were like, eh, you know what? Let's cut corners here and there. And they they just decided to make it Disney. It would have been Disney World's first inverted roller coaster. Yeah. That, see that that's a that's a ride system they're missing. Yeah. It's exactly it. I mean, they even marked it like they did a hype balloon test. Right. Where they, they kind of they floated a hype balloon just to kind of see, can you see this from Main Street? And, and you couldn't see it from Main Street, but like I believe you could have seen it from the Polynesian. Yeah. So it, it worked. It worked really well in, in the sense of where it was and how you get to experience, how it drew you into the park when you were in Adventureland, but it didn't disturb the ambiance of, say, like right. Main Street. Yeah. I think um, the only hanging thing they have is Peter Pan. Yes. I can't think of any other ride system over there that's... Because Horizons is gone. That was hanging, but it's not anymore. Uh, um, um, Peter Pan's the only one that I, I, I'm confident of. I was going to say, unless you count that little the silly symphony swing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Spinning around. Yeah. But that sounds more intense than Peter Pan. Like, 
you know the way you describe right. it. Right. No, yeah, yeah, no. It's definitely more intense. Yeah, it's because it's a roller coaster track versus like a dark ride track. But you know what's funny about the geyser thing you mentioned? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the, the, the Rainforest Cafe in downtown Dizzy has an impressive volcano show. Yeah. That they do, which they just revamped. And uh, I got to see when I was down there back at Mardi Gras. But it's intense. Yeah. Stuff's flashing everywhere colors, fire, flames. You know, it's, it's wild. Wow, I haven't seen that one yet. The only yeah. time I've seen a volcano erupt at Disney is in Trader Sam's. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. now, but, I, okay, oh, I'm sorry, you got a question? Yeah, but I, I was, are you still going through the history? Yeah, 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 of yeah there's okay. more, there's yeah. more. I was going to ask a question, but maybe you got to answer it. Uh, well, no, okay, so, but we're going to switch gears. So if you got a question. Is there any established characters or something that, going with this ride because you said it you are dude good job dude. okay so this is what happened so this is where we're switching gears a little bit so we're approaching 2001 now september 11th has not happened yet right and that michael eisner philosophy of synergy is really starting to kind of take off over there and disney altered the story of fire mountain to incorporate the upcoming disney feature film atlantis the lost empire ah okay. okay yeah because all in all tying Fire Mountain to Atlanta seemed like a good idea to get the the project greenlit mm-hmm. uh, by Eisner, who already had interest in it to begin with. But you know, when your movie tanks, <laughs> that pretty much kind of was the death knell of Fire Mountain at that point in time. We can kind of get into what Atlantis, the Lost Empire's version of Fire Mountain was about to be. Uh, really, it was kind of similar, but a little bit of a different lead in. Uh, but the good news of that is, is that when they went that route, <laughs> mm-hmm. what they did do was they took this old element and they put it in Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, they get all the good stuff. Yeah, I know, right. I gotta it, go over there. They put in a Jules Verne inspired land, and in the and the park centerpiece itself, Mount Prometheus, yeah. was an enormous smoldering volcano, which became the icon of Disney uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. And uh, the mysterious island, the the island in uh, inside Mount Prometheus, which was would have been their version of Volcania, yeah. uh, became home to two of Jules Verne's most famous adventures: Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, mm-hmm. their version, and uh, Journey to the, the Center sea. of the Earth. Okay, yeah, got yeah. you. That's so, a ride I've been wanting to ride. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So that's what ended up happening there. Like in mysterious island that eventually came to be it just came to be in Tokyo Disney Sea and Volcania the idea of Volcania like even though it's introduced in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in the mm-hmm. film right the name Volcania never appears in the Jules Verne novel it's the mysterious island novel where you first get introduced to Volcania right okay so that uh, it kind of corrected an element of the film that they kind yeah. of borrowed from another book yeah so that was kind of interesting as for the new atlantis inspired uh fire mountain the rerouted jungle cruise path now led to a whitmore enterprises base camp huh. set in 1916 two years after the film so this would have been like a, a sequel to the movie okay the story of the attraction would have focused on Preston Whitmore seeking to make Atlantis's existent public and offering expeditions to visitors into these newly developed uh, vehicles. Uh, but due to mishaps, the vo- vehicles will be forced to make a detour through the lava-filled va- caverns of a volcano, uh, and it would still be the same ride system. So that was the idea. You were going to be going to Atlantis, and then you were rerouted through a volcano. That's awesome. That's what... To answer your question, Eli, so yes, they did figure out a way eventually to inject some character into the ride itself. Okay. Now, rumors are that this project has been discussed again with more of a theming around Moana. 
That makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. Especially when you think of the I yeah. love you yeah. <laughs> yeah. short that introed the movie. Uh, but nothing. nothing. That would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah that would have been, been awesome. That would have been really awesome to travel with Bali well, Moana. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you well, see, would you see that in Magic Kingdom? or? Hmm? Would you see that being put in Magic Kingdom or maybe Animal Kingdom? I uh, you could you could put it easily in either one, but yeah, no, I, I still like the idea of putting it in Adventureland. Obviously, we're not going to see it anytime mm-hmm. in the near future with the fiftieth stuff being already announced. Right, we we know what we're getting, but who knows? I'm sure they got to be hard at work on a sequel to Moana. I mean, oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure yeah, somebody's yeah. pondering that over. I mean, that was a success. I I am kind of shocked they haven't done more with it. And they might take a little while, as well as you, they're prone to do. Of yeah, you've <laughs> seen that with Frozen. Yeah, absolutely. Ten so, years later, like, oh, they just making a sequel. All right, yeah, that but, was yeah. Fire Mountain. So any, any, uh, so again, uh, what, what would you say? More than Bald Mountain? What would you want to see that? I still want to see Bald Mountain more. Bald Mountain more than Fire yeah. Mountain. I, 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 yeah, I'm the same way. Um, I like the theming of Bald Mountain better. I like the ride system of Fire Mountain better i if i was younger i'd like the ride system of fire mountain but uh there's no part because i I keep thinking like like you say it's like the batman thing that means they got to put a harness underneath the protective spot <laughs> yes and so i don't like that you I don't did, like yeah because that, that means being in bad places yeah yes. because that means that now it has to lock so like usually with those kind of rides, you kind of have to give yourself a little give, so to speak. Sure. So that when it locks up, you know what I mean, to push up, mm-hmm. you ain't singing soprano. <laughs> so uh, I'm not. I'm just. That's me personally. I don't. I don't think I can handle that one. If it was just a normal coaster, probably I, I'd be a little more bored with it. But I do like the fact that it can switch uh, areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that thought. I, I see. I look at it from the standpoint of again, as great as the concept of Bald Mountain was. It was pretty much Splash Mountain with villains. Right. This is totally unique in and of itself. Lee, what do you think? I like this would be a bold step for them because, again, it would be the first of this kind of a ride. I wonder if they're willing to do that yet, though. That's a good question. Because, I mean, Disney's very much gearing uh, even their most, uh, what do you say, suspenseful or their, their biggest rides. They're still pretty tame compared to what you might see at Universal. Sure. Right, and so I, I think that's you know I think that's what kind of what they're known for. They they want it to be more broad as to who can ride it. They don't. They're not as many big big thrill rides at Disney. So I mean, this is rock and roller coaster ish. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's the same ride system or that it's got loops, but it's it's that level of roller coaster. And while I'd like to see it, I'm not sure that that would fit the the game plan. See, that's the other thing. That's a good point, Lee. The vibe of people that show up to Walt Disney World is not exactly the same as shows up at Universal, right? That's safe to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's way more people. So you're right. Rock and Roller Coaster is a perfect example. I, I've been to Disney World a lot of times. I only got to ride that once because it was broken every time. <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> if a ride that uh, that intricate, yeah, there'll probably be a lot of people that jump on it and break the crap out of it you know <laughs> oh, i was like test track when it first opened mm-hmm. i mean that, that that sucker was down almost every other day yeah if not every day they figure it out they start learning with the shut off <laughs> yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> eventually they get it going yeah 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 well i don't i don't know the harness that comes up under my business i, I want that thing perfected I, I get so much sicker on those simulator attractions than i ever do on any actual roller coaster yeah so 
We've covered the Magic Kingdom. Yes. There's another spot in Disney World that could have used a roller coaster around this time. Uh-huh. And that would be Epcot. Ooh. Oh, can okay. I can I guess what the mountain is that you're about to Oh, you Oh, maybe I can wait. I'll wait. I'll let you go. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. take the guess. Take the guess. Can I'll I tell you what, whatever mountain you guess will be the one we go next with. I was cuz this is something I remember seeing from the John Lithgow special. Okay. Uh, and he was talking about a roller coaster mountain in japan pavilion yes by the name of mount fuji there was mount fuji in yes. japan yes. oh and ah. the glow wrestler this yes. was a <laughs> no that was mount fiji this Damn. is mount fuji oh fuji. like the Ooh. manager oh like the band the fuji <laughs> white cliff was gonna operate this right gotcha okay yes. fuji gotcha. so mount fuji was a it was proposed for epcot center as an addition uh because it there was so much space behind there. Yeah, there was gonna there was gonna be at least two to three. There was gonna be a bullet train. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be the Meet the World attraction, and then there was gonna be a mountain that rose up over the the, the pagoda that that you know as the icon of the of the Japanese pavilion, yeah. and I can't help but think that would have just transformed the landscape of World Showcase Lagoon. I mean, oh, that yeah. would have been the go-to. Talk, I mean, that's one thing World Showcase doesn't really have is one of those weenie-type attractions where it's just like you're lured in by that. I mean, right. it's, it's all kind of even keel. This would have been huge. And um, the roller coaster itself uh, would have raced around the inside and outside of the mountain and would have been the first roller coaster in Epcot's lineup. It's been rumored that this high-speed coaster ride through the mountain would have included a face-to-flames encounter with Japanese dragons roosting inside of its peak. That's awesome. That'd be badass. That's awesome. That was going to be Face to flame. Face to flame. I like that. There's a lot of, if you go and you look online, you'll find some models of Epcot as they were building it, and you will see Mount Fuji in the back of the Japanese pavilion. It's pretty cool. I mean, it got really close. According to rumor, Fuji Film was all ready to sponsor the attraction. And I'm sure you know where this story is going, Kevin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and maybe maybe the guys could figure this one out. Okay. If, if you, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, hey, go ahead, guys. Okay, so if y'all can figure this out, Lee and, and Eli. So Mount Fuji. <laughs> okay. Ready-made for a, a company like Fuji Film to go ahead and sponsor. And they, according to rumor, this is all rumor and innuendo, were all eager to sponsor this attraction. But something happened that didn't make this go forward. Now, what would it be about Fuji Film that might upset some oh, people? Kodak. That's oh, it. That is yeah. correct. Yes, That's this was a, yeah, this was a time had, period you before. Had a sponsor with them, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Italy. Good job. Nice job. This was a time period before smartphones, digital cameras, everything else, where Kodak had dominated the picture spot. Yes, all over Disney World, every park had a Kodak picture spot, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kodak, Fujifilm, one of mm-hmm. the biggest competitors. The green box so versus the yellow box. Co- co- it was Kodak and Fuji, Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, we're already serving Coke in here. We can't bring Pepsi in. Y'all, we had a deal, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, now, rumor and innuendo state that the looming threat of Fujifilm coming in to sponsor a Mount Fuji attraction is what compelled Kodak to finance the redesign of Epcot's journey into your imagination. Oh. So that is, again, rumor and innuendo. Mm. No one knows for sure. More than likely, again, it was probably a lack of funding. I was going to say, Fujifilm also did, like, 
VCR tapes and stuff like that. I don't think Kodak ever did that. They could have Kodak that had egg. some. I had I had Kodak VHS tapes and Betamax. Tapes. All right, yeah. whatever. But okay, yeah. well, all right. Because I was gonna say that's the angle right there. I'd have been trying to get both of them. Like, look, Coke, Pepsi, everybody gets soda. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody gets love. Yeah, but you know, talking about these pavilions and, and Papa Rouge. That's right. What you say? Papa Rouge. Get some pop Pop Rouge. What's Pop Rouge? Oh, you never had Pop Rouge? I had it when I used to live in Thibodeau. It's like a generic version of a Big Red, but it's made in Baton Rouge. Ah, like oh. strawberry, so red soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just yeah. call that red drink down red here. Drink. <laughs> red that drink. That red drink. <laughs> oh, you want to say something, Mr. Bluebird? He's on my shoulder. Oh, well, he's being kind of shy on your shoulder. <laughs> what did you do to the Bluebird? <laughs> it's truth. It's factual. Can you tell us where the beard touched you? Where did he touch you, Mr. Bluebird? Under my knees. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that was one. Now, fortunately, we did get a Japanese pavilion, though. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's a very nice. But I do think that we would have benefited from any one of the three attractions that were scheduled to go back there. And one of these days, we can get in the Meet the World, which also ended up, I think, in Tokyo. Yep. Uh, and uh, the Bullet Train. We can get into that at some point in time. But obviously, Mount Fuji would have been the the funnest yes I, I think that would have really appealed to us but and why don't we talk about oh i was gonna say eli i'm about to show eli oh, a picture of what go. mount yeah. fuji we could have had there's a some rendering and uh listeners i'll post a link in the show notes but that way you can see this but imagine walking into that pavilion and seeing that yeah I, I, i'd have been all about that yeah i love it when just when you walk into that pavilion they got everybody like hitting the gogs and stuff like that like i love yeah. the the culture yeah but oh man yeah volcanoes a mountain yeah see that's the thing you love it now that you're an adult but when you were a kid <laughs> i mean you walked in there and it's like where's the ride i mean that would have helped out adults and kids yes they yes. had to be able to have that back there i'm with you so let's get into again we got the japan pavilion at least there's that at least there, we still have the culture we have the restaurants uh the sake bar back there yeah, oh my god yeah. that's 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 awesome wait is there another epcot mountain there is another Epcot Mountain. Oh, my goodness. There oh, is another Epcot Mountain that almost was, but not quite. <laughs> oh, oh. They ran yes. a film company, too? Well, no, they didn't run a film company. Sponsored but by Corona? <laughs> the concept of Epcot, obviously, was is that you go ahead and you do all these countries, and then hopefully the countries would sponsor these pavilions. Well, zero countries sponsored these pavilions. So... Mm-hmm. Disney had to rely on these private companies mm-hmm. that would come in and sponsor these pavilions. From those countries. From those countries. That still works. That works, but it still left you with 10 empty plots of land. <laughs> <laughs> and no countries to put in them. I'm surprised they didn't pitch this to the United Nations or somebody. Well, right. in 1989, they did decide to put together a proposal prospectus and pitch it to Switzerland. But they were neutral about it. They, they were very neutral. Knock <laughs> <laughs> it off that fence for the life of them. Hey. <laughs> so the Swiss mountains. Well, more specifically, Swiss, the Matterhorn. Swiss mountains. Oh, the Matterhorn. Swiss, Matterhorn. Matterhorn. Oh, Matterhorn East. Now, we, we talk about it. We're going to talk about it as a mountain. But it was not just a mountain. It was a whole pavilion. Right. Switzerland was going to be located in the area between Italy and Germany. Does anybody know why? Why? Oh, isn't that where they're geographically located anyway? Or The real Matterhorn is located between Italy and Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that is why they were going to put that pavilion there. Okay. 
Makes sense. The pavilion itself is going to consist of a charming Swiss village with a restaurant and four shops. One, a cuckoo clock and music shop. Two, a wood carving and craft shop. Three, a candy and gourmet food store. And four, a clothing accessory shop. However, the main draw was going to be the 192-foot-tall version of Disneyland's Matterhorn featuring enhanced scenes. So that was going to be the draw of this pavilion. You were going to get Disneyland's Matterhorn in Epcot with better ride system, uh-huh. better show scenes. Yeah, because that was at the time before they, had, they upgraded the Matterhorn in Disneyland. Yes. Yeah. Now, there were two proposed storylines for this attraction. I know a lot of people like Matterhorn, you just climb on, it's a bobsled ride through a mountain. With Disney, there's always going to be a storyline, yes. even if you're not aware of it. In both storylines, the guests would stumble upon a secret Swiss Olympic bobsled training academy. What? <laughs> I, I swear to you. It this was, does not sound real. It, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely real. I've seen the concept art for it. Wow. This is led by John Candy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this sounds like a direct-to-DVD uh, yeah, attraction. Be- because if it didn't work here, this is going to go in the Jamaican pavilion. Oh, I was about to say, yeah. I was about to say, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You were setting it up. All right. My bad. My All right. Bad. So you're going to stumble upon a secret Swiss <laughs> Olympic bobsled training camp and join in as competitors. Wait, you're serious. I thought you were setting that up as a joke. No, this is absolutely true. Oh, then I don't feel bad. This was bad, the storyline of the attraction. Oh, was I thought you were... Your competitors in a bobsled race having stumbled upon how the Swiss train for their bobsled. All right. Let me make sure I got this straight. You are not joking right now. You are not setting this I up for a joke. I am not joking. This is not a joke. So the cool running thing, happened. I was just having fun with. That was not you get ready to say a cool running There's joke. no Dougie Doug. <laughs> There's no John Candy. This is a real thing. Okay. This is a real thing. You're going right. to stumble across, again, okay. a secret. 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 Swiss Olympic bobsled training camp. Okay. And you were going to join in as competitors. So you get to be the Swiss Army knife. All right. Okay. Okay. Swiss Army knife. Now, in the first storyline, after departing the high-tech command center, because you can't have a secret Olympic bobsled camp without a high-tech command center. (laughs) Of course not. After departing the, the command center, the bobsled, in true Disney fashion, is going to go down the wrong path. And now you're off in this runaway course, and you got to avoid other bobsleds, and you got to escape an avalanche. You got this mountain scenery, these crystals that you can see. I mean, you're going to get the, the basically the Matterhorn experience. Okay. Okay. Minus Yeti, though, they really didn't say anything about a Yeti in the in the prospectus that I saw. I only heard reference to a roar that is heard within the caverns. I never saw much like the original Disneyland, where a lot of people think the the Yeti's been there forever. No, the Yeti was la- added later. I didn't see any mention of the Yeti making a physical appearance in, hmm. in what I saw. Now, maybe in later iterations. Right. Happened. The second storyline. Now, this is where it gets weird. Oh, the first one wasn't weird? The first one was not that weird. Okay. Because everything that happened in the first one of stumbling upon the secret Swiss Olympic bobsled training camp, that still happens in the second one. But the <laughs> difference is, is when you take off from the secret command center. Okay. <laughs> The whole thing kind of takes place like a, kind of like a, uh, kind of like the new version of Test Track. It's like a simulation. It's like you're riding a computer simulation, mm. and now you're riding through, 
like computer graphics. So you're like you're riding through these concentric circles. Right. And 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 there's these overhead colorful bars that that appear as you ride uh, uh, underneath them. Hmm. And it's really kind of trippy. I mean, it's it's there's cones and stuff like that, like concentric cones that you run through, and it's like almost like a planetarium light show in a roller coaster. Like picture like Space Mountain, but you're having these designs okay. manifest in front of you. Now, obviously, this is probably plan B. I mean, I would think that this is not what you want to do. Right. And by the way, both versions, like they, they said with the original Disney World um, storyline, even though it appeared you were riding outside the mountain, you really was all going to be interior. You were never actually going to be outside the mountain itself. So just to kind of give you a an idea as to what it was they were going for. So they could kind of self-contain this computer simulation that they wanted to go ahead and do. Like I said, right. again, picture test track. I mean, you, y'all looking at me like, this sounds weird. Picture test track. That's all it is, is a computer simulation. Yeah, yeah. That was the second iteration of Matterhorn. Needless to say, neither one of them happened. But what's interesting about this is that the track layout for the Epcot Matterhorn would essentially be identical to Disneyland's Space Mountain layout. Mm, okay. The track layout in Space Mountain. Interesting. Now, why is that noteworthy? Because Space Mountain's there. a single track? No, there? because Disney World's Space Mountain was a recreation of the track layout of the original Matterhorn. Matterhorn. Oh, okay. Uh, it all connects. It comes yeah. back and circles. Like reincarnation. Yes. So uh, I feel like I feel like this one got scrapped because Mike Eisner finally stopped smoking weed. <laughs> oh, I think he was Wait smoking a, a little bit more than weed at this day. What was I thinking? That's craziness, man. <laughs> I don't know. And that's just yeah, I just. Well, weed, I mean, the but, Matterhorn in and of itself would have been cool. I would. It sounds like a spy novel. Like, oh, it's a secret. But, but they're really spies, and you know, you're not supposed to know. Like. What is a secret training area? Why would you need a secret area to train your bobsledding team? Well, you, you don't need you don't need like the Germans spying on your secret bobsled technique. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know? This is tech- all Olympics, man. We got to push yeah, the bobsled. This is like the right cutting course, edge. So. <laughs> oh my god. I would have looked for, yeah, I would have liked maybe some nuclear weapon or something like that. Chrissy Yamaguchi don't want nobody seeing her routine before she performs it. You gotta, you gotta keep that stuff secret. That's true. Competition real. It's real. I hear that. It's real. It's real. It, the competition, that's real. That's, that's real stuff. All right, so it. thoughts. Mount Fuji or... Oh, Mount Fuji. Fuji. Matterhorn. Fuji for Fuji, me. Fuji. I would take Fuji. I mean, I'd yeah. love to have a Matterhorn version here, but I'll just go to Disneyland. And you know what's funny about it is that the Fuji version of it is the one I could find the least amount of information on. Like, yeah. they just tell you, it's you go inside, you go outside, you encounter dragons at the end, but there's not a whole lot of detail as to what that was really going to be. But it's the one that you always hear about. It, 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 well, it's, interesting it's, it's the one that came closest because you actually saw it in the model. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had mock-ups and everything. I mean, once you get into crazy computer simulations, it just depends on what it's about. Oh, like, when you, you want to talk about crazy, wait till we get to our last mountain. Oh, okay. Oh, Lord. I guarantee you, like, I'd be surprised if Kevin's heard of this one. Because this, this took a lot of looking into. I'm, I'm intrigued. You're intrigued? Yeah. What do, you, what do you think the fifth unbuilt Disney mountain is, Kevin? Viagra Mountain. <laughs> right by balls. Put it mouth. in Fantasyland. <laughs> um, with Ball Mountain right next to it. <laughs> Ball Mountain, Viagra Mountain. Uh, would it be in Beastly Kingdom? No, it's in Epcot. 
Or no. No, no. Oh, because uh, Animal Kingdom wasn't around then. It's not in, it's not in Epcot. It's not in Epcot, so it'd be in the studios? No, it's not in the studios. It'd be back in Magic Kingdom? It's not in Magic Kingdom. Would it be in a water park? It's not in a water park. Oh, Although shoot. there are mountains in the water park. A lot of people don't give, you know, Summit Plummet and yeah. all that. Uh, what'd you call it? The uh, Tilly with the... the oh, God, uh, what do they call Mount it? The Mayday? Crusher. Uh, I'm sorry? Mount Mayday? Mayday. Mount Mayday. There yeah. you go. Thank you. Austin gets overlooked. They're going to build it in Disney Springs and call it Cash Mountain. Cash, Cash Mountain. Mountain. Cash Mountain. That's the name of our weekend fantasy football league. Yes. Um, yeah, would it be in downtown Disney? It would not be in downtown Disney. Oh, I have no idea. What, I Wait, no you're talking about the location? You're I'm talking about the location. So Kevin has guessed Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Wrong. Epcot. Wrong. wrong. Studios. Animal Kingdom. Wrong. wrong. Oh, you didn't guess the studios. You guessed in the studios? Oh, yeah, I did guess the studios. Oh, you did guess the studios. Think, yeah, it's wrong oh, maybe too. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's wrong too. Yeah. That's wrong too. Okay. So none of the parks, none, none of the water of the parks, parks, none of the water parks. Not downtown Disney. It's at a resort. It is mm, Eli's closest, but not for the reasons he might think or with the reasons you might think. Let me just get into it. Yeah, yeah you get into it because now I have no idea. Now y'all cool. are in Treehouse Mountain. I got, okay, so first Mount before, Cusco. Before, <laughs> I, before <laughs> I get into this, I, I need to give full credit because I have not seen this anywhere in the Disney universe okay. except for from Tom Corliss. Okay. And a lot of people have some issues with the way Tom Corliss does things. The dude actually produced the prospectus that they put forth towards this. So this is yeah. actually a real thing. Hmm. This was at some point in time a concept that Disney World was kicking around. I'm sorry, you want to say something, Eli? Oh, uh, before that history lesson, uh, no, I just wanted some more guesses. Oh, no, no. You want, oh, if you want Because he had six guesses, and then you said I was close, but now for another guy. You I'm, can have another guess? I'm, I'm all messed up inside now. You know what I'm saying? I'm messed <laughs> up all inside. All, you're all in love? I was. <laughs> it's not, I'm all out of love. You're so lost without. I'm so lost without okay. the answer. Uh, so it's not <laughs> why I think. And so I don't even know why I think. I just said result because that was the only thing that was left. All right. The Disney Mountain. Who's heard of the Disney Mountain? The Disney Mountain. The Disney Mountain. This Disney is a Mountain. real thing. I've got concept art I can share with you as we go on. Disney I will Mountain. share it with all of y'all, but first, let's kind of get into it a little bit. It's okay. called the Disney Mountain. It's called the Disney Mountain. Good luck Googling it, by the way. The Disney I see you feverishly typing away. Good luck. The Disney Mountain was a concept developed by Walt Disney Imagineering in 1986. Okay. It was designed to link... Epcot Center with the up-and-coming MGM Studio Tour. Now, mind you, I use those specific words for a reason. MGM Studio Tour. This is prior to the idea that they was going to have an MGM Studios. Mm. Which meant all MGM was meant to be was never meant to be a full-day park. It was going to be a half-day experience at best where you had a working studio mm. with a studio tour through it. And uh, like a ride through of, of the greatest films, the great movie ride, right, is what you would get. But that's all it was meant to be. It was supposed to be a half day park being built about where it is now. And when Disney realized that they were going to be building their new studio tour in pretty close proximity to Epcot, they decided to design something for the space in between the two and connect the two experiences. And now this area is what we currently refer to as the, the Crescent Lake area, which is home to the Yacht and Beach Club, mm -hmm. Swan and Dolphin, Boardwalk Inn, all that. That is what connects Epcot to Hollywood Studios. Okay. But in 1986, Disney commissioned a pre-feasibility study to analyze the concept of a Disney mountain 
And this is where a lot of the, the majority of the, I should say, the, the information you're about ready to hear comes from. The Disney Mountain was going to be an enormous complex that housed hotels, restaurants, parking, a convention center, entertainment, themed entertainment, I should say, shopping, all that contained in one unified mega structure themed to a gigantic terraced mountain. That sounds kind of like, like downtown Disney, but like up, but up connecting two points. Huh? Epcot in Hollywood Studios. Are you intrigued? That's pretty bad. I'm intrigued. And again, we're talking about a terrace mountain here. Yeah. We're not talking about a traditional mountain. When y'all think of terrace mountains, I want to make sure we're all talking about the same thing here. Yeah, what are we talk about? A terrace mountain is like, it's, it's so Kevin's again is feverishly typing away. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's like layers. Think of it like steps, almost like a Mayan pyramid. Okay. okay. Where oh, you yeah. kind of go up a little bit and a little bit by steps. Okay. So. While Kevin's typing away trying to find this, and I, again, I will forward the concept art when y'all are ready for it. Kind of that like is that. like a terrace mountain. There you go, right there. there you go. So all these other things by layers, it goes up. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've seen that all by on the. So like, yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of like the Grand Canyon ish a little bit. Or am I, I, would, am I looking at the wrong kind of picture? I wouldn't say like the Grand Canyon so much mm-hmm. as the Grand Canyon goes down. This goes up. But I'm uh, sharing my... Are, yeah, okay. But if you were in the base of the Grand Canyon, you were going up. Yeah, yes. Lee, look, I'm if you could a, look at it in terms of levels, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of what a terrace mountain is, but... Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not a mountain with peaks like a, you know, like the like exactly a, like you, an Everest. You've got hills and you've got different things at different levels. So atop the mountain, Disney offered a collection of services, business facilities, and, and you know, entertainment offerings, the, the like, and that would have included ten hotels with different classes of services for a total of six thousand two hundred fifty rooms. Good Lord, Jesus! Approximately one hundred themed attractions. Now, y'all get excited about attractions. You're thinking about, you're going to ride through, you're going to do this. And that. Now, yeah. attractions mean shows, food, merchandise outlets, all that. So don't think it's all attractions that you're going to ride. Uh, 16 nighttime entertainment facilities with prepaid cover admission. What does that remind you of? Uh, Pleasure Island. A theme- yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. A themed tower in the middle of the mountain a state-of-the-art convention center, and a 4,000-seat amphitheater themed after the Hollywood Bowl. Woo! Wow. This sounds amazingly ambitious. This is amazingly ambitious. like in a a separate theme park. Well, we're about to get in that, Lee. So how about if I told you, what if I told you, it's like ESPN 30 for 30, what if I told you Disney Mountain was going to be broken up into seven different themed villages? One. You're going to have Hollywood Hills, a hillside backdrop of historical Hollywood visually consistent with Disney MGM studio tour. What does that mean? That means that Hollywood Hills would have been facing the side that faced the Disney MGM area. So that way the lands matched up to the sight line. Two, the second village within Disney Mountain, the Mystic East Harbor. Featuring the exotic drama of the Orient and Far East. Number three, this is my favorite, Tropical Romance. 
Okay. This sounds Tropical like I'm making like this the, up. That's, it's like the Lido deck on a cruise ship. Yeah, it's like yes, that's exactly it. It's like um, the love deck. It's like Couples Island. <laughs> what is Fantasy it? Fantasy Island. Island. Couples Island. Uh, yeah, Fantasy on there. You Welcome go. to Fantasy Island. Temptation Island. That's what it sounds like. The colorful and sensuous feelings of the South Sea Islands in South American tropics. Number four, the Neon Caverns, an imaginative and somewhat offbeat tour of surrealism in the future via a route burrowed into Disney Mountain. Because keep in mind, some of these attractions were going to be happening within the mountain space Sounds because all huge. the mountain was going to be a substructure that we're going to get into. So That's big. crazy. So big. So big. Number five, Fantastic Journeys, an adventure based on space and time travel. This would have been the large tower that would have been in the middle of Disney Mountain. Ooh, Number six, time travel. The Boardwalk, a nostalgic celebration of the classic waterfront carnival atmosphere. Does that sound somewhat familiar to anybody here? The Boardwalk? The Boardwalk. Yeah. This is what preceded the actual, the actual building of the actual boardwalk. boardwalk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And number seven, Hilltown, an archetypal old world till town at once urban and rural and visually related to Epcot's World Showcase. Because, of course, it would face Epcot's World Showcase area. What do you think of all that? Just thus far. Just, I want to hear your thoughts thus far. Because when I found this, I was intrigued. I would I would have been happy with the two mountains from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> you know, one with Cusco with a little water park and the other one, you know. I would have been okay with that. But good lord, that sounds amazingly ambitious for but that area. It sounds you see what they're trying to yeah. do here though. Yeah. What are they trying to do? Improve the theming on certain areas, it sounds no. like. Are they trying to connect two different themes? Y'all concentrating on the theming. They try to get more pay, they'll do that. They, I'll well, tell you what. Either they're trying to concentrate more people in a small amount of space. That is true. That okay. Now you're it's on the right that, path. That's going oh, up. Now okay. you're on the right path, Kevin. All right. Let me. I tell you what. Let me finish concentrate this. Concentrate all shopping and let me finish this and let me see if you can figure okay. out where we're going here. Okay. Of the approximate 300 acres that can be developed, the Disney Mountain site plus associated lagoons will take up approximately 130 acres. Of this, 50 acres are for the mountain footprint itself. 25 was going to be for a beach area around the mountain where guests can go uh, and enjoy the beach side atmosphere. And then 55 acres were going to be for surrounding lagoons and water. The hilltop overlooking the surrounding terrain would be visually approachable from all sides, but like a medieval town, would not be dominated by the automobile. In other words, automobiles would not be seen in the Disney Mountain space. Huh. Because an internal road system would give access to the hotels and parking structures inside the mountain via the substructures. Oh, I think I have an idea. That's important. Within the Disney mountain was a five-story substructure hidden from public view. Similar in concept to Magic Kingdom's Utilidors, this substructure would have housed the multi-level parking system, utilities, and most of the backstage functions for Disney Mountain. So let's get into these levels real quick. If you want, or do you have, do you have a guess? Kevin? I have a guess. You have a guess. What do you got? It sounds like uh, a modern take on Progress City. That you got it. Which was the original, for those that don't know, it was the original concept that Epcot, that Disney Walt wanted for Epcot. That's exactly it. This yeah. is the theory behind Disney Mountain. This is the original Imagineers putting something forth to accomplish what Walt's original vision for Epcot was supposed to be. Right. This is what makes this so unbelievable. Yeah. Well, when we, I stumbled yeah. upon it, I was like, we've got to talk about this. Yeah. What hitched it for me was the fact about not, uh, not seeing an automobile. 
the which roads. brings the yeah the yes. all roads go but you'd be you could be powered by like the woodway people mover mm-hmm. or tomorrowland transit authority oh, for a lot of people oh. uh, all those kinds of uh, transportation which is kind of like what progress city have they have everything self-contained you never have to leave which was like a community of people yes of tomorrow Except that's interesting instead of having a residential community this is hotels hotels temporary and residential yeah. nighttime entertainment and the like but i'm gonna try and blow through this real quick sure just so you understand so now when i talk about the disney mountain substructure we're talking about the five levels underneath the mountain well the five levels that lead to the mountain itself okay the first level is going to consist of waterfront recreation and entertainment facilities Hmm. back of the house activities for the amphitheater central services convention center services service circulation and access roads and parking for cars surrounding level one is a water body comprising three lagoons the larger lagoon which is part of the aquifer recharge system is for boating activities of various types the smaller lagoon between the dams support the service access roads on the east and is considered a clean water swimming area for beaches the pedestrian-only bridge from the amphitheater to the studio tour is on access with the entrance to studio tour, and all employees will enter the island at this level by bus from an off-site employee parking lot. So hmm. what are we, that's a lot to say. What are we saying? That first level is going to basically be ground level. Right. And the Disney Mountain is going to be surrounded by a body of water. Part of it is going to be for like the friendship boats to kind of get around in and around the mountain itself to kind of drop off gas. Mm-hmm. But also part of it was going to be clean water that they and had these dams that kind of contained it. So it was like a beachfront area where people could go swimming. That's what we're talking about here. It's kind of like a super utilidor. A super, sorts. exactly. Second level consists of hotel and convention center lobbies, the Aquacade pool, so now, now we're talking about the actual pool itself and how it would be situated where it's above ground. The shell and first tier of the amphitheater, guest auto access and parking for cars, a number of themed attractions are located near the convention center lobby at the north end of the island. So you're getting kind of a sense of the, the tiering. Yeah. Now, as how this mountain was going to be structured outward. Or upward, I should say. Uh, the third level consists of the main floor of the convention center, the middle tier of the amphitheater, the pool themed attractions at the north end of the island around the convention center and parking for cars. Access to the theme tower begins at this level. It's at this level that the north and south masses of the island separate into two distinct areas, two ends of the mountain going upward, kind of like two separate mountains yeah. with the middle sunken in. So that's when you're going to start to see where this area starts to take its shape and become a mountain instead of one themed block. Now it's starting to go upward. Now you're going to have two distinct areas Hmm. with the middle being the tower that ties it all together. Uh, Fourth level consists of the upper level of the convention center, internal themed attractions in a, in car parking. This upper level of the conference center looks out over the pool to a themed rock Island. The fifth level is the podium level. Now, this is where main access is going to take place at. This is going to be main main traffic is happening. Right. It consists of the Hollywood Hotel and Amphitheater, the upper level plaza, the Hilltown Main Street, and many themed attractions. The themed Tower Rock Island and the North and South Hills are connected by pedestrian bridges at this level. So you're going to, again, that area is going to be separated by one big body of water that is happening above parking garages and everything that is submerged. Into the lower levels. That's nuts. And over it is going to be a pedestrian bridge where you can connect the two. And 
Other hotels, in addition to the Hollywood Hotel, extend above this level, creating the image of country inns woven into the texture and fabric of the hilltop. Wow. I love this. I love this silence, that this mind-blown sense of silence where y'all are just trying to wrap your head around something. That's exactly what I was just about to say. I'm trying to wrap my head around this freaking complex. Yeah, I need a sketch. Uh, I need a cigarette. Exist. (laughs) This is the closest that we can find to where the Disney Imagineers really did try to get progress sitting into Epcot. It's amazing. It's amazing to find this. How expensive would that have been if that well, had been pulled off? And that's another thing. Eh? I mean, now, now we can really get into that, the kind of how would this have worked? How would you have? I mean, what if, what if one of these areas needed to be demoed? And you're like, well, that theme ain't working. Let's build a new hotel. How would you get in and out of there? I mean, because <laughs> all these roads. So let you, while we're talking, let's get into circulation. So okay. visitor auto access will enter Disney Mountain at level two, auto entry level. Via three land entry bridges. Uh, Imagine. It's like NORAD. Exactly. (laughs) Cheyenne Mountain NORAD, where you got just limited access and it's like gated or whatever. Imaginative signage (laughs) will separate traffic by destination to the various hotels and parking structures and inform of available parking spaces. Why does that sound familiar, Kevin? Because uh, it's like the new parking truck, like the Mickey and Friends, and as well, not Mickey and Friends. This is an idea it's that's like, been around yeah. since '86. Yeah, yeah. And finally, the Disney Springs parking structures. We yeah. just recently got that within the last few years, yeah. where now, yes, signage that can inform you of where the park there is the parking where, available yeah. here, and where yeah, that's awesome. Where it leads to, yeah, absolutely. Buses, shuttles, employee vehicles, and service trucks will enter Disney Mountain at the level one via two causeways. At the fourth level, some type of horizontal elevator or people mover system could be installed for rapid personal transit between major hilltop neighborhoods. Mm. Rapid. rapid. Now, are we, are we getting this now? Yes. Yeah. Does this sound, I mean, if, if you didn't get the Progress City connection before, now you're starting to get it. Uh, fifth level is primarily for pedestrian circulation. Like I said, that's the up top level. Right. Now you're on top of the mountain. Now everything is exposed. You don't have the benefit of the substructure to hide the mechanics of a people mover. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of what we were dealing with there. Uh, the hotels. Hotels will be totally integrated into the Disney Mountain substructure, and guest rooms will be on all levels. They are as follows. Hotels. You would have the Hollywood Hotel, which we finally did get in Tokyo. Hollywood Hotel has been around for a while. It's Tower of Terror, Hollywood Hotel. Mm-hmm. Theme to Hollywood nostalgia, this luxury hotel complements the studio tour. It surrounds the Hollywood Bowl Theater, which is the amphitheater we discussed before. It surrounds the Hollywood Bowl Theater on three sides with many rooms featuring viewing of the venue. So you can see whatever from your from your, your place. Thank you, Eli. That's exactly huh. it. You would be in your room at night, chilling out, looking out upon your view and seeing what has taken place in the Hollywood Bowl Theater, which we eventually did get. We right. got a Hollywood Bowl Theater in, in Hollywood Studios. That happened. But now we would have had a studio, uh, a, a hotel, series of hotels surrounding series it. Series hotels yeah. surrounding it, so where you could look out and take in without ever having to leave your hotel. That could be pretty sweet. Like that would be if nice. there's a concert or something, like say like Beyonce or somebody's performing, you got like some speakers inside your room. You could just like pull your curtain open and 
watch well, it perform. You so. could charge more for those rooms on that night. <laughs> and that's exactly it. Yeah. You, you wouldn't have gotten a reshowing of Beauty and the Beast. You would have gotten like some major acts. That's what they were looking for. That was what they were aiming for with this, where you could sit back in your room and catch a concert. I kind of like that. I, I mean, that depends on the concert. You you got a point, Kevin, just as far as like what the cost is. Because yeah. like, yeah. if it was like, oh, I want to go and just stay to just see what it's like. And then like, uh, we got, I don't know, David Copperfield performing with, you know, Lamb Chop. Like, oh, I, I, I want to see that. I, I wanna, love David Copperfield. I, I, I'd I'm going to make that. everybody's bed disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, I guess the rates would change depending on the act, or would it just be like, this is the standard rate? Because then, yeah, that 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 would be something. It's something either way, just that actual concept in itself. is That's crazy. All right. So that's a Hollywood hotel. Now, that's about as specific as you're going to get. After that, there were going to be the international hotels. And uh, these were going to be four international hotels, each having a specific country theme. Uh, they were going to be more like family-friendly hotels structured uh, to form part of the mountaintop street scene. So, in other words, like picture... Um, Kevin, you remember Westcott, right? Yes. Okay. So, it was part of the concept of Westcott mm-hmm. where there were going to be hotels within the actual countries. Right. And for those that don't know, Westcott was basically Epcot, but out in California. Yes. Yes. Third, convention hotels. The convention hotels will provide accommodation suitable for conventioneers and will contain smaller meeting areas to complement the convention center facilities. These hotels will be structured to form part of the base of Disney Mountain and will also be heavily landscaped. The upper floors will extend into the mountaintop villages and be designed to enhance the village theme. So basically, you got a hotel running at every level. You go from top to bottom. Stay at these convention center hotels with the convention center facing themselves built into the mountain. Makes sense. Unbelievable. Makes uh, sense. That's smart. And then you have business hotels. In addition to providing standard facilities, the v- business hotels will provide specialized services such as communications, conference room, and I got to love this, secretarial assistance. What? Yes. So you would check in into the business hotel and there would be a number, I guess, or something that you would dial and you can have your own secretary on uh, on call. That's pimp. I like that. So you don't even have to pay for a room for your secretary because there's secretaries at Disney Mountain. That's crazy. I That's like that. Crazy. Physically, <laughs> these mountains will form part of the base and part of the village superstructure of Disney Mountain. They will contain or be close to first class restaurants. Again, really well thought through stuff take the business hotels and make sure that the first class restaurants yep and dining experiences are either within the hotel themselves or close there by because the company's paying for it that's right and they're not they're <laughs> so paying the most money for i it, yeah. like i like that secretary thing. i like i could see it that you go in there and you soon call it up like excuse me what a hundred disney secretary Want you hold on my calls, set my agenda for the following day, let my meetings go where they need to go, and like, you know, and then give me a call at two o'clock in the afternoon to wake me up. Thank you very much. And bark, nice. uh, bark like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I ain't going that far, but <laughs> tell me you love me, Disney Secretary. But here's, you know what? Here's the kicker. And again, this is foretelling the future here. This is 1986 we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What they say is that hotels in this perspective they actually say this hotels could be managed as leasable space as an alternative to operation by the walt disney company what does that mean kev that means la quinta is going to be at epcot 
Or there's a better comparison. I like the swan and dolphin. Thank you. Okay. Okay. That sounds better than the king. So happens to have been built between the area right where they were talking about this Disney mountain. You're right. Yeah. Now we're going to come to the best part. Themed attractions. Y'all excited right now. I I was good after the secretary. I'm kind of. Ugh. Y'all, y'all don't want to hear about themed the attractions? I want to hear about the I want to hear, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I... Not attractions of, like we traditionally know, but I'm curious to know what these Yeah, what do they have in, in tow? Well, y'all are going to be disappointed. Secretary, <laughs> secretary Land. Should yeah, we just stop at Secretary? <laughs> should we stop at Secretary? You should stop at Secretary. You know they're male secretaries, too. Be, man, not on, not on my watch. For no. themed attractions, I mean, again, this <laughs> goes to show how early this prospectus was, was put into place. Themed attractions. This is all you get. Three okay. types of themed attractions are planned for Disney Mountain. That's it. One, entertainment. Two, food. And three, merchandise. Food's an attraction. I don't need no more merchandise. Well, but they're breaking it down to what Disney considers attractions. Tell my secretary because I'm not getting no more merchandise. <laughs> to Disney, California Girls an attraction. I the attractions okay. will be treated in one of three styles. Okay. Traditional, pure, theatrical show, and festival. Most attractions will be prominent features of the mountaintop street environment and the waterfront. Some will be within the main substructure of the mountain, which they're trying to say is most going to be up, up top, but a few of them will be built within the substructure of the mountain itself. And that's the restaurants and the shopping? This is taking, yeah, this is food, entertain, everything that Disney would consider, even merchandise opportunities. And obviously, I doubt, I don't think you're digging into the mountain for merchandise. But um, <laughs> the mountain of merchandise. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering how they're gonna pitch that. You know, Go down how- to the third floor. <laughs> no, I, I think I think you're pretty safe there. Uh, so I you know, I get it. Themed attractions is it's kind of a bore, but this just kind of gives you an idea that this was a prospectus. This was a feasibility study. We ne- we didn't get it. It's not like this study came back and they said cool. Feasible. Let's go forth. And they started designing attractions. It fell apart. But that's what these unbuilt Disney mountains are about. Right. Where did it fall apart? What were we going to get? Uh, when you said like attractions, I was, I was thinking like the Great Wolf Lodge thing, whole concept where it's like a hotel and then the center is like a yes. theme park and you got shopping as well. You know, stuff. But, oh, it's uh, like a mineral. Um, oh, Mineral King. Mineral yeah, King. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the amphitheater, the, as I said before, the amphitheater is going to be inspired by the Hollywood Bowl. It's going to be a 4,000-seat open-air auditorium for the presentation of major, major musical events and Disney extravaganzas. It will be finished as a formal plaza with landscaping designed to enrich the views from the Hollywood Hotel while preserving sight lines required for performances. That takes, that takes into account your low-level people sitting in the audience and your people sitting up in their room. That is awesome. That is crazy. The convention center. The convention center is designed to be a state-of-the-art facility for conferences and business gatherings. It will have a capacity of 5,000 to 10,000 visitors. Strong emphasis will be placed on technological innovation and audiovisual and telecommunication support, e.g. teleconferencing. (laughs) (laughs) And that that was, again, we're talking 86 here. (laughs) Teleconferencing was huge. It's still huge. In 86. Well, it's huge, but it's pretty relatively easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The convention center will be located in the heart of Disney Mountain, and public viewing areas will face the Aquacade Pool at the north end of the island. Power and water would be distributed by an underground system. High-rise hotels in the feature tower would require booster pump stations to maintain sufficient p- 
pressure at upper level. So you have to suck that stuff up there and boost it up there. Potable water will be provided for the roof ponds and east side clean water recreational lagoons. Also, you can have underground sewers in the works. And that, my friends, is Disney Mountain. That's some serious that infrastructure. So wow. now I ask you, because I think we've pretty much run the gamut here, and I kind of asked y'all in between just to kind of get a sense of things, but I think now we've talked everything through. That's a lot. What would you rather have seen built? Of the five unbuilt Disney mountains that we discussed, I mean, I can get into what happened with Disney Mountain. I think we pretty much all know yeah. what yeah. happened before I even get there. Uh, but yeah, uh, he stopped smoking weed and started smoking crack. <laughs> that crack good, good. <laughs> I got an idea. We just build something in the sky. Yeah, it might be cheaper to build outward than to say build upward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the mountains. The last time they did it was actually in the Magic Kingdom, but they hadn't done it since. Yeah, exactly. No, the infrastructure for something like that would be insane. So now let's just again blue sky yeah. of the five things we discussed. What would you like to say? <sighs> I mean, I want that mountain. <laughs> yeah, I'm Disney kinda, Mountain. I want Disney Mountain. I, yeah, you know, kinda, it doesn't seem to be as as geared towards families as it is towards more conventions and business people and stuff like that. So I don't know that it really. Uh, no, but there's attractions within. There were going to be attractions with. You'd be able, in, in other words, it, it would be like having Pleasure Island, but not having to drive home. Or take a bus back to your hotel room. Yeah, I like. I mean, that that would be great, and and you could go to your tri- and boom, right back to the room. You go to the people mover, do whatever. That's a full. It's almost like a cruise ship on land. It is. Yeah. That's thank you. That's exactly that's, about right. Yeah. That's that's it. The uh, I guess the trick would be, what version of you would like this mount, right? Like if this the kid version of you, then like well, if it's the kid version of me, then like you know, it's like. I still would like the ball bout, but the adult version of me, I want Disney bout because mm-hmm. that would allow me to do more stuff. I can, I can imagine that being like you know, like I like say, a comic convention or your your, your business. Go out there, you can do all this other stuff. It's kind of like a one stop shop. Mm-hmm. You'll never be bored. So yeah, as an adult, I, I would want that for sheer spectacle. I'd want to see Disney Mountain just for sure, just to see that thing. Uh, I guess for practicality, maybe. And this is maybe nostalgia on my part, too. Uh, uh, there's two, actually. I'd say Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Followed very closely behind by Bald Mountain. Mm. You yeah. didn't expect Disney Mountain to come out of nowhere, no. did you? No. <laughs> you were all like, I'm set on this. This is not going to ha- There's a reason I saved this one for last. Yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's- for sure, I'd love to see how they pull that off. Now, actually, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn it over to Lee and get his thoughts. But while I'm doing that, I'm going to forward you the concept art. Okay. Okay, so as ambitious as it is, I feel like if this actually would have got built, it could possibly have destroyed the entire Walt Disney Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, you know, like when 9-11 happened, I mean, can you imagine like something that big being empty and no revenue coming in and, oh my, and the cost it would have cost to build it? So... Yeah, I mean, so fantasy, like you said, all oh, this, is, this is all great. We can have this and this, but realistically, I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, man, we're talking uh, blue sky, though. Like, I don't know. We're talking blue yeah, sky. I mean, blue sky. Blue sky is fine, and that's that's great. Then, yeah, this would be incredible because you, you could just have your whole vacation right there. You don't even have to really do much of anything else if you don't yeah. want to. Um, so, yeah. But if, if that's out of the question... 
I would probably like a Mount Fuji. Because I feel like if also if Mount Fuji went in, then every other pavilion would have wanted their own major attraction as well. And so it would have definitely changed the landscape of what uh, World Showcase is today. Yeah, I just can't get past this last picture. So it just looks like a like Pleasure Island 2.0. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, know? that's the thing. And, that, and again, now you understand why I sent the other pictures first, so you get a sense of the elevation. Yeah, because if you look at that last picture, that really kind of gives a lot of the detail. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the because now you can see that there was going to be water up on the above levels, right? Even though underneath that water was going to be like parking and 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 you know um, under the like utilidors, yeah. right, as we were talking about before. So you have that substructure. That substructure is really what makes the whole thing work. That's the dangerous part. That's exactly it, because now you've only got like three or four entries and out, uh, and, and you've got, what, 10 plus hotels? And you need a lot of people to have to run something like that. Right. Like, Imagine a situation really? like a hurricane or something where you got to evacuate, and you've yep. only got a, a few roads, or if you've got to you know, renovate or expand or um, whatever construction, you, you and you've got to shut down like one of these bridges. I yeah. mean, now you're, you're creating a huge you know, traffic issue. Yeah. Um, and it's now, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, this thing has to be up and, and going. Right. And, and we didn't, but there was talk in the prospectus that it was never included as one of the more um, likely things to happen, but that there could be monorail access. But monorail access was not necessarily Underwater? No, 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 no. Oh. Like, really, like above land, like they talked about it. Well, oh. yeah, maybe maybe monorail access is something to confi- consider in the future. But as you can see from the, the drawings, no one was considering monorail access. No, they were, that's thinking, <laughs> What blows my mind about this is, is what you actually got to see that came out of this. I mean, the Hollywood Bowl yeah. came to be. The convention center areas that they made a point to put a space, like mm-hmm. we got those at, at Coronado, Yacht and Beach. That kind of thing. I mean, you got those convention center areas and those business type hotels. You got the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood Hotel was eventually built. I mean, they've been flirting with that idea forever. Swan Dolphin as the not Disney owned hotels. Yep. Uh, we got that. We got the parking structures that we talked about before that we accounted the spaces. Yep. Pleasure Island came to be. International hotels. Mm-hmm. That was something that was talked about with, with uh, Westcott. But I mean, even like the tropical romance thing that we we're talking about before. How many hotels did we get with, uh, you know, Caribbean? Right. You're talking about so many things that all this stuff, like they say, no idea dies at, at yeah. Disney Imagineering. It just kind of gets recycled and brought up again. And that's what's so amazing to me about this. This, this was like was a what, hotbed of like ideas. That- yes, it was like take everything that Disney was planning mm-hmm. to do and just put it all within a very small space, right. but build up. up. Yeah. And when you talk about your Disney vacation, what is it that kicks your butt the most it's the, it's the transport time mm-hmm. from one thing to a next right i mean that's what's so great about disneyland you want to go to magic kingdom you have fun over there okay we're done let's go to california avenger mm-hmm. cool walk across the street right if you want to go from uh, magic kingdom to animal kingdom okay plan for about a 45 minute <laughs> yeah transport yeah. uh time there uh, so yeah and Look, don't get me wrong. I mean, as time would have gone on, Disney Mountain would have only been able to contain so much. Right, right. And as things got built and as capacity, I mean, we would have had to build hotels in other areas. But obviously, you're seeing what happened is that Disney just figured out it was easier to build out than to build up. Right. 
Yeah, cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, way cheaper. That's it. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. No, that's it's. What's funny is, was like after you set the pictures, it's like you know that that actually looks a little, a little more feasible now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I was expect I, I was thinking something like much taller and huge and. Um, but that, and, but I didn't I totally didn't take into account this fact that some of that stuff would be underground. Yes, that's the part I didn't I c- couldn't get my mind to adjust to. That's it. Yes, and and that was a part I could not get when I was watching this original video. And again, all credit to to Corliss and and what he does over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some people don't like him, but God bless him. He he presented the whole entire prospectus book. Yeah, well, it's mm-hmm. a city, pretty much. That's exactly city. it. Yeah. It, it. It's the Again, you're talking about 86. The original Imagineers were all still around. Mm-hmm. So you got to imagine they're sitting there being like, they're trying to keep Walt's dream alive. Yeah, it's like Walt really wanted this. How do we make this happen? Exactly. Like, I can imagine them just thinking about that. That's what's so comforting about this. Yeah. That's what is so like. They tried. In, yes. They tried. It's like they didn't let it die. They still yeah. wanted that. I mean, ultimately, we ended up with, with Celebration. But, you know, this wild is. Wild Disney World. <laughs> wild. Yeah. This oh, is wild. so cool to know that they kept fighting for what Walt wanted. Right. If you watch Walt's video with the transportation, everything like that, and the, and the, and the trash services, and all that stuff happening underground, no automobile insect, that was what he was aiming for. Mm-hmm. And they, they really did. They put out at least, the very least, we got a prospectus to say, let's find out whether or not this is feasible. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. He was hoping to improve on the infrastructure of the modern city. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Uh, the fountain, the mount, first four mountains you mentioned were great, but when you hit this, it just kind of slammed a brick wall in my face, and I, I had no idea what to say about this thing. <laughs> I knew, it was, I knew it was going to bring this thing to a screeching halt because there was going to be a period where people were like, "What the hell is he talking about?" And then as you got towards the end, and it got to the whole, because that's how I felt when I yeah. first heard about it. I'm like, "It's, it's, it's a lot. It's to, a lot. That it's is a lot. lot. It's the, definitely a lot." The last part was, I was kind of like. I got nothing to say because my, my brain was hurt. That anyway, would have been, been a great diehard movie, though. That would have been an awesome diehard movie. Well, guys, uh, we're curious to know what you think about these mountains, especially the last one, Disney Mountain. What do you think of that? Would you like to have seen something like that or not? What are your reasons? Remember, all of your opinions are always welcome on the Magic Army podcast. And we're about to tell you how to get in touch with us in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that discussion of the Disney mountains that uh, never became to be. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, magicrowway.com is where to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. You can shoot us an email at show at magicrowway.com. You can shoot us a voicemail via our speak pipe widget, or you can call or text us at 1-815-MO-WEEKEND. That is 669-4226. And we have a couple guys that do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we've got Eli does things with comics. Tell me what you got going on, sir. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, you can visit ivorycomics.com and check out the work that I have for Project Geisha and Savages and the Molly Be Damned blog posts and uh, interviews. And, of course, a link to this podcast so you never miss a beat. Uh, you can find me on Facebook.com, Eli H. Ivory, where uh, I always like to meet new people as long as they're real people. We know how that goes. Uh, Project Geisha has our own Facebook page, so you can check out Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. 
Uh, also on Instagram, you can find me there at eivory504. And, of course, on Twitter, I can be found at Hancock1066. So you know the story. It's all about the glory. If you appreciate the madness, then I'll keep bringing the gladness. Thank you. And if you want to book a vacation so you can see where Disney Mountain would have been and to see the things that have come out from it, such as the Swan and the Dolphin, uh, the Boardwalk, you could do so through Lee. Lee, tell them how to do this. Uh, just give me a call at 832-570-5490. That's 832-Eisner's-Weed. Uh, <laughs> I-Z-N-R-W-E-E-D. You can email me at lee at magicarway.com. As always, please check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash lost if you could travel. And if you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no Fuji Vika. <laughs> and guys, if you want to support the show as a whole, you can do so through the following ways. You can buy us some beignets on our homepage and support the show that way. You can also represent the Moeka Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And one of the easiest ways is to leave a rating and review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, Music, Apple Podcasts, etc. And finally, if you want to have a place in which you can freely speak your Disney mind without fear of retribution, join us in the Moeekin Pleasure Island 33 Facebook group. There you will have the chance to interact with all the famous Moeekins, as well as Danny, Eli, Lee, and yours truly. And also remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is We Speak Our Minds, so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And guys, as always, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome on the Magic Ori podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, my weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with Turn a Bargarito. Hey, folks, this is Lee from the Magic Our Way podcast. And while I'm booking all those magical Disney vacations, I'm listening to Mad Hatter Radio.